The ancestor spirits and their followers make their homes far from beneath the shadow of the Erdtree, awaiting new buds and reaping the life which sprouts none. A tribal and shamanistic kind, the ancestral followers worship the hallowed ancestor spirits, who to them embody the cycle of life and death. A first encounter with an ancestor spirit is a breathtaking experience. These antlered spirits exist as a phenomenon beyond the purview of the Erdtree, and are quite beautiful beasts in a haunting sort of way. The horned ancestral followers live a very specific lifestyle, abstaining from the use of letters or any sort of metalworking. They also participate in a very specific ancestral spirit-worshipping faith. The ancestral followers believe that life sprouts from death, just as life sprouts from birth, and that that is simply the way of living. But before we go any further, I believe it's important to first talk briefly about the Crucible as the ancestral spirits and their followers are likely one of the species molded by it. There are a few definitions of the word crucible, one being a severe test, another being a container in which metal or other resources are melted in, and the final being a place or situation in which concentrated forces interact to cause or influence change or development. I think the latter describes the crucible of life mentioned in Elden Ring, though I suppose you could argue that a crucible container could also be a place to change or develop something, but I digress. The crucible is the primordial form of the earth tree, and is close in nature to life itself, and is even considered an ancient holy essence. The crucible shaped the life that would come to be in the lands between. And we learn from the crucible talismans that though in ancient times the crucible was viewed as a signifier of the divine, and now that civilization has advanced, it's viewed with increasing disdain as an impurity. That's why the misbegotten are held in punishment for making contact with the crucible. The crucible talismans also represent knots, scales, and feathers that were said to have grown upon human bodies long ago, before evolution took that away. That leads back to my belief that the ancestral followers are a race conceived from the crucible. As we've learned, the early races would often have things growing from them that would eventually evolve away but that tradition is still long-standing within the tribal race of ancestral followers and their religious practices. The focal point of this religion is the budding horns, which will begin to sprout upon beasts that typically do not bear horns, and is also believed to be a vestige of the primordial crucible. This is the beginning of an ancestor spirit's metamorphosis, if you will. As the ancestral followers believe that the budding horns of a long-lived beast will continuously bud like antlers, 
repeatedly over and over again until one day the beast becomes an ancestral spirit. As previously mentioned, the ancestral followers live far from the earth tree, and they do so to await new buds, which they believe are certain to sprout from their own flesh as well as their very souls. We know that souls are meant to return to the earth tree upon their body's death, which is why I believe the followers reside so far from the earth tree as a means to circumvent that. The ancestral spirit's horn tells us that new life grows from death, and from death one attains power. The power from death the ancestral followers seek is that of these sprouting new buds, as that new life grows from death. And they seek to keep their souls from returning to the earth tree, as they know that these buds could grow from their souls as well. Doing so allows for more bud opportunities, and more buds means more potential ancestor spirits. The regal ancestor spirit specifically is referred to as a king, so the importance placed upon these beasts by the ancestral followers is quite high. But I also wonder if the ancestral followers have found a way through ritual or magic collect souls of the nearby dead before they are able to return to the earth tree. The winged greathorn tells us that the axe is considered to be envoy's wings, and are made to reap the lives of beings that don't experience sprouting. Or perhaps they simply destroy the souls of beings not sprouting buds, to keep them from returning that power to the earth tree. It's unclear whether or not they are direct enemies of the Earth Tree, or perhaps just disdain it for humanity evolving into something else, and subsequently looking down upon others afflicted with aspects of the Crucible. The ancestral beasts may be the closest beings to the Crucible itself, and why they are held to be so sacred. Silurius Tree a weapon wielded by a crucible knight is a spear said to be modeled upon the crucible, as well as imbued with ancient holy essence. If we look at the spear, we can see antlers that appear to have grown upon themselves over and over. Much like the sprouting of new buds repeatedly like antlers, being the process in which the ancestral beasts are created. They may be the purest form of the crucible that has yet to evolve into something else. And we know that the crucible's essence was once considered holy, and is likely why these spirits are still worshipped to this day. A final question I would pose is this. Is our trusty steed Torrent destined to one day become an ancestral spirit? What we know about Torrent is that he is a spectral steed, and as far as I'm aware, steeds do not typically have horns such as he does. Which brings me back to the budding horn growings on beasts that do not typically have horns, to perhaps one day become an ancestral spirit. 
Pair this with Torrent's ability to double jump, leaving behind traces of faint blue magic, just as an ancestral spirit does. So, if you really think about it, have we been traversing the lands between in our quest to become Elden Lord, all upon the back of an ancestral spirit? <laughs>